My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Luke begins the account of the birth of Jesus Christ with an order from the emperor, Caesar Augustus, that the whole world should be enrolled. Indeed, the emperor was the most powerful person on the face of the earth in those days. He could give an order like that, speak a word, and the entire world would go into motion, which is exactly what happened. And the thing is, Luke also mentions that this happened when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And Quirinius, as the governor of Syria, would, be, would have hosted and housed and commanded the Roman legions that would enforce the emperor's edict because after all it wasn't just the emperor's word it was the legionary spears that got the world into motion caesar augustus had become the first emperor of rome a few decades before this as a result of defeating his internal enemies in a civil war consolidating all of roman power in himself and throughout the empire he was commemorated and honored and acclaimed in word and in marble. And we find all over the Roman Empire the ruins of temples built to Caesar Augustus, in which he is proclaimed with these kinds of titles. The Lord Most High, the Savior of the world, the Son of God, the bringer of peace, the one who is to be worshipped. Caesar made people believe that he indeed 
was the one who would bring everlasting peace, justice, security, and power in the world. And then with that introduction, from the words of men acclaiming Caesar as God, Luke has a very different scene of the true savior of the world being born. Not in a place of power, power or a palace of beauty, not in a temple adorned with silver and gold and jewels, but in a, in a stable because there was no room for them in the inn, in a manger, the feeding trough for sheep, outdoors, in nature, in God's house, in God's palace, not Caesar's palace, but God's palace. And while Caesar was acclaimed son of God by men, Jesus is proclaimed the son of the most high, the Lord God, the Messiah, the son of David, not by human beings, but by the messengers of God, the angels, the messengers of the one who is the creator of all, the true ruler of the universe, the one from whom all life comes and the one to which all life is meant to return. The thing is, Caesar's empire passed away. It is no more and his temples are in ruins. The rule of the one true God and his word, Jesus, our savior, is forever and will never pass away. So indeed, it is Jesus and not Caesar or any other human temporal ruler who is the true bringer of peace, the true savior of the world, the one upon whom all life depends. It is Jesus who is the son of God, the word of God made flesh, and Jesus who is truly the savior of the world. And we are living in a world right now that is desperate to be saved. We are living in a world right now that is hungry and thirsty for peace. We are living in a world right now where Caesars are still trying to rule and trying to save, and trying to assert power. We are living in a world that desperately needs a savior. And today we celebrate the birth of that savior. And what better way to celebrate the birth of the true savior of the world than to let him save us. And we let him save us when we let him teach us how to bring about peace, how to bring about justice, how to break love, the essence of human activity. We let Jesus be our savior when we know the poor to be blessed and the most who mourn to be comforted and those who hunger and thirst for righteousness to enter the kingdom of heaven. We know Jesus is our savior when we allow him to teach us how to forgive one another rather than engage in conflict. We know Jesus is our savior when we let him teach us to trust in God's providence and not our own strength and power. We let Jesus be our savior when we let our his word dwell in our hearts, change our hearts, and make them long for and act in true peace and in true love. 
And so as we celebrate the birth of the Savior of the world, let us all together, let him save us. Because for heaven's sakes, this world in our day and age needs a Savior.